All right, we're going to answer some of these questions from um from our from our Twitter followers. Um the first one, I think this is a good question. Um the percentage of defensive players who have smarts and not just ability. That's so the question. That's the question. <laughs> So the percentage, the percentage part is going to be tough, but I'm going to ask you, D-Buck, 11, mm-hmm. you got 11 guys on the field. Yeah. On the defense, on the side of, 11 guys on the defense side of the ball. Give me the number of guys on the side of the ball that has the smarts, and then you give me the guys that, you know, no football, but mainly is about ability. Yeah, okay. Um. Damn. So – I think it's just levels. It's levels, really, because it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a certain, you know, football one-on-one stuff that, you know, everybody pretty much knows when you want to be in that, that room. Um, but then as you get older, you just kind of learn more things. You learn more things. You stack it on, try to prepare. I would say guys who kind of are at that level really can get other guys lined up and stuff like that. It's probably you got two or three of those guys on the defense. Mm-hmm. And if you got any any more of that, that's probably a really, really good defense. So I think of like, um, you know, that San Francisco defense with Bowman and Willis, like that whole core, like they, that was a, that was a group. Um, that Denver defense, leaving uh, Chris Harris, uh, T.J. Ward, all the boys. That uh, that deep, the Legion of Boom. Like I yeah. feel like those guys. It was like seven, eight guys who like were on that top level, and that's sure. why they click and play like that. So I would, but I would say on average probably gonna get two or three guys that really know uh like really really know what's going on and then um mm-hmm. you know, everybody else is kind of they, they, their job is to get everybody else on the same page yeah no nah, i, I kind of agree with I, that I, I, what you what you feel <laughs> i kind of agree with that um i would typically say um like you said two to three guys where you know you can have a guy maybe on each level um mm-hmm. you know safety um i mean even corners uh linebacker yep. and then on the d-line um Typically, I would hope um, it was one of my safeties, yeah. um, my linebacker who's getting, you know, getting the, the front um, situated mm-hmm. and one of my, you know, like you said, one of, one of my guys up front. Um, and then, like you said, if you get lucky, you might have, um, like you said, like Pete Willis, Bowman or whatever, the Legion of Boom, where you have all, you know, the, a number of guys that yeah. can um that can run the defense. So I'm I'm definitely with you on that. And that and that was a good question because That's a lot of point. times a lot of times you do have players where look man just tell him where to go, tell him what he has <laughs> to do and leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you you have you have players like that. So um definitely yeah. a great question. Yeah, for sure. So if I if I had to pick just pick back on what you were saying, if I had to say all right, you got three guys on your team who going to know in your defense. I would want, like you said, a safety because mm-hmm. they're they're communicating to both the corners and linebackers. The linebacker that's always on the field, the three down linebacker, yep. usually the Mike Mike linebacker middle. He actually gets the call from the D coordinator and the, the Mike in the helmet. So I mm-hmm. want him to know what the hell is going on. Because yep. sometimes those 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 mics go out and we got to go for sure. So sometimes we you know we we got a call that's uh you know it's, it's gonna be based off a closed call or maybe it'll be based off where it is tight end like we don't like so he gotta know all the moving parts and then um like you said somebody up front like vince wilfort was one of the smartest players i ever played with like he'll mm-hmm. watch film and he'll bring us in there on like a wednesday or thursday and be like all right look i gotta run past tail this week like so basically if i'm in this stance and i put this this up like this 
it's a run. Expect run or yeah. expect pass. So like when you got guys like that, mm -hmm. those are big, big difference makers, man. But that's a great question. Yeah, great question. Um, I got another one for you. It's a uh, pretty good question. Um, where is it? Um, so our DBs and zone taught to drop beyond the first down line or right on it on third down. Uh, you want to take it first, or yeah, I'll take it. So obviously, this is like a, a situational um, uh, situation. Um, on third down, you definitely want to drop um, to the sticks. Definitely want to drop to the sticks. You don't want to drop beyond that because you, we all know in the league, um, a pitch and catch fall for That's a that's a first down. Yeah. Um, obviously, and the sticks, sticks is the first down marker. Yeah, first down marker. That's what we call it. We call yep, it six. Call it the six. Where you got where that offense has to get to um to get a first down. Um on first on first down in zone, uh what 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 I would teach my DBs and what I've been taught is um obviously in zone, everybody eyes is um on the quarterback. Everybody eyes on the quarterback, everybody who's dropping should see the same thing. Um so not a lot of times we were taught that um you get in your drop when that quarterback set, you should set. Say, yeah. And um, so that could be if it's a if a, if it's a deeper drop by the quarterback, you might be a little deeper. If it's a three step drop, obviously we know the ball is coming out quick, so you need to set up quicker. So um, in that instance, like I said, you know, <clears throat> in DBs when you're looking at the quarterback, when the quarterback uh, stops to set up to throw the ball, that's when the DBs uh, should set up. Yeah, I mean, you pretty not that one. Not um, I, I guess the only thing I add on is. In zone defense, like we have like landmarks, you know, pretty much landmarks, like, hey, you know, 10 to 12 yards, you know, outside the hash or in between two and three or whatever your landmark is in that coverage. You want to get to that landmark and then you want to settle and have your eyes on that quarterback. Because most zone defenses, you want to, uh, I know we were taught in um, New England, we had a no cover zone basis. So, like uh, Twan said, first and 10, we're dropping back. Like, no cover, five and under, we're not, we're not covering that because a lot of offense put something in front of guys in zones and they want to hit the team that's behind them. So they want to put a little hitch route in front of you and throw the dig, the 15, 16-yard dig route behind you. So it's important that you get your depth. And then once the ball come out, since everybody is looking at the quarterback, everybody rallies and make that tackle. That's why uh, San Fran was one of the best teams. Uh, I think they were the best pass uh, defense last year because everybody was on the same page with that scheme. Send four, drop seven. When that ball comes out, everybody knows where they're supposed to be and they're rallying to it and tackling well. So that's, um, that's, that's, how, you, that's how you operate in a great zone defense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, two more questions. I'm going uh, to combine these. So the first part is, is it still possible to cornerback – cornerback blitz um and then the second part of that is um continuity in the secondary more important than ability so is it still possible Ooh. to send a cornerback um on a blitz and then um continuity in the secondary more important than ability yeah well yeah i mean you, you can definitely send cornerback blitzes you don't see them as much um, I think, you know, quarterbacks just adjust and you got built in hot routes, but you send that cornerback, obviously somebody got to be out there to guard them. And the corners are your best cover guys. So if you blitzing them, you're putting in a, a lesser coverage guy on probably a, a better athlete. So um, it's dangerous, but you can definitely do it. Mm -hmm. um, as far as my, my take on the continuity on the back end, I think that's more important than ability. Uh, if you like, you look at that, that Seattle lead you to boom. You had, um, you know, and not a draft, 
positions or everything, but you had a fifth round, I believe, in Richard Sherman. I think a fifth rounder with Cam. And first rounder with Earl. And, uh, you know, you had Maxwell and Browner. I think Browner was an undrafted free agent. So they weren't like, you know, elite ability guys. But when you got them on the field together and everybody clicking on the same page, man, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with you. I think that, that continuity, man, um, that speaks volume. That speaks volume where, like you said, you can have a guy who, you know, not he's not a Dion, he's not a Pat P, where he can just lock mm-hmm. somebody down. But, um, you know, the the – the, the part of the game where, you know, he, he's going to be where he's at. You don't have to worry about him. Um, he understands the game plan as far as communication. Um, the communication is there across the board. You know where they're going to be at. So if you can have so that. So important, the, man. Yeah, so important. If you can have that across the board, man, with the four or five guys, if you say you bring a nickel in um, and everybody's on the same page, everybody knows what they need to do. Everybody knows what the game plan is, who we're trying to take out or whatever the case may be. If you can have that, man, you, you, you're you great. If you can have a guy there who has all the ability in the world but mm-hmm. doesn't un- but do- doesn't understand um, the game, okay, this is what we're yeah. trying to do. This is why the D coordinator is making this call. Um, yeah. You know, that could – you know, I mean, it, the ability is making I mean, adjustments when they come to be on the same page of making adjustments. Hey, Twan, yeah. let's let's play, let's go back and play this. You know how mm-hmm. we played it back in week six. Remember how yeah. we did that? Yeah, boom. Yeah. Like that's in the heat of the moment, like on the sideline or in the middle of a drive, maybe. So that's so 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 important uh, because football is a team game, the ultimate team game, and I can do my job much better if I can trust the guy next to me to be doing his job. You know, and if I know what he's doing, I know shoot cover two. If I'm a nickel, and I got a corner. I know that corner is going to come saw that outside leg off so I can haul ass and go full speed and saw the inside leg off and we playing on the, on the string. So uh, uh, what Coach Hammer used to call it, the, the, uh, the June Taylor dance? The June Taylor dance, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hammer, man. We got to get, get Ham on here one day, get, man. Got to get Ham on here, man. Yeah, got to get Ham on here. Hey, look, right, so I want to I kind of um talk about, you know, we talking about, you know, questions for DB-wise, you know, um, if you don't know uh, D Buck, man, he has um, you know, his everything DB show, man, and he yep, does yep. A, a great job breaking down different coverages and um, just really giving it to you in layman's terms as far as fans, just kind of understand, you know, what the concepts of each coverage um, is and what 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 mm-hmm. it entails. So you posted some last night um, about two man, um, yep. and you know you kind of call that cover five um, mm-hmm. and two man, and you know you kind of mentioned and then you know obviously playing, you know I know Nickelbacks. They hate this coverage. Yep. Um, explain why the Nichols hate this coverage. All right, so two man, it sounds great. It looks great in theory and on paper, right? You play underneath. You don't really have to worry about the deep ball. Um, and ideally, you want to be between the receiver and the quarterback. Like, So if he's running a 15-yard out route as a cornerback, you want to be underneath it, like at about 13 and a half, 14 yards, and try to make the play. Uh, but the predicament that you're in as a nickel it's number one, if if you get beat across your face to the inside, like you have no help because everybody else is playing man to coverage. The middle of the field is wide open underneath. So you got no help. Same thing for the cornerback. Uh, but the other thing with us is we're responsible for the middle read route, which is if you know you got split safeties, you got two high safeties, like basically cover two safeties, where receivers convert their deep routes is right in between those guys. So if we're in our mind, we're playing two men, so we're aggressive underneath. But at the same time, we're responsible for that route with no deep help over the top. That puts us in a, in a really bad spot. So, um, you know, the good, the, the, 
the good nickels, they got to adjust and they got to know exactly, you know, what, what this offense like to run. Should I back mm-hmm. off a little bit, play uh, play high shoulder until I declare the other route? Did I just undercut it, want some breaks? But it definitely puts you on, puts you in, in, a, in a tough spot as a nickel, man. So we hate it. I know playing safety. I loved it a lot more playing safety. It was oh, a lot less sure. stressful. <laughs> a lot, lot less stressful, man. So you back there, like you said, you know, <clears throat> cover two, that shell. You're reading that quarterback and – you know, for me, it's like, you know, if I get a good, uh, uh, you know, a good nickel, uh, I'm not asking you to make that play. All I'm asking you to do is just be underneath and make that quarterback throw the ball um, higher so I, it'll give me more time to get there. So, um, yeah, but I, I definitely uh, every 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 meet room that I was um, I was ever in the nickel, they hate that coverage. Yeah, man, that's, that's 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 a tough one on the nickel, man. You got some variations too on the, on the video I put it up. Uh, they actually played trap, so mm-hmm. on the trap variation. Uh, that's when because a lot of, a very popular route against two man is the the slot receiver running an outbreaker, and then the number one receiver, the widest receiver, just doing a must outside release, just running up the field, clearing out the space. So what um Detroit and uh, Darius Slay did was they called trap. And it's basically once that corner gets that outside release, he peeks in at that number two receiver with a nickel's guard, and the nickel kind of passes it to him. And a lot of times the quarterback never sees him come off and make that play. So um, that's what that that's what happened in that play. So that's kind of the game within the game. And that's, you know, really mm-hmm. the game we can be all right now. But um, that's that's why we hate it, man. That's, just, that's, a, scary, that's, a, that's a scary call coming in. It is. It is. And like I said, uh, the D coordinator, they can help you out too as far yeah. as, you know, um, when they're calling it, um, don't call that – that coverage and um in an obvious situation you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. and you kind of mentioned on the film as well as um not sure how long we're going to see that coverage just with the type of quarterbacks um yeah. that's in the game whereas you like you said on the film where uh, all of the the, the the secondary um backs are turned you know the corners the nickels um even your linebackers you know just depending yeah. on who they're guarding their backs are turned as well so if you have a very mobile quarterback he can get out of there and your next Probably the closest people that's gonna be able to, to see him and get him is your two safeties who safeties, yeah. <laughs> 15 yards deep. So yeah, it actually happened to us when we played the Packers when and, and Aaron Rodgers kind of that quarterback that you always almost forget can scramble. Mm-hmm. And we played a rep of two men and the veteran quarterbacks, they know it as soon as they see it. They know once yeah. they see all the backs turn. And he took off for like 20 yards. And I mean he was 16 yards down the field before anybody in the back end even though he just took off running. So, um, yeah. tough coverage, man. You won't see much of it going forward, I don't think. But, man, but yeah, like man, I said, might, all the listeners. Whole another segment. The question whole another segment. Yeah, yeah. But, like again, again, like we said, man, everything DB show, man. Um, Y'all go check yeah. that out, man. He's, he's dropping some gems on there. YouTube, IG, all that. Yep, so this is episode nine, man. Plus the bonus questions. So this might be like a bonus episode or something. We went probably about what 15, 20 minutes on the um, questions. Probably good, so. good, very good questions though. Yeah, for sure. So uh, hope y'all enjoyed this episode, man. Y'all catch us next week. Um, you know, we at it again. I may be D Buck. E B the man, the man pie. We out.